It's Meet Me for Coffee. Today, we've got Corey Glover of the legendary band Living Color and Disciples of Verity. Corey, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. How do you take your coffee? Um, light and sweet. I don't drink coffee usually, but you know, if it's a lot, it has a lot of sugar in it and coffee's not good for me. I ADHD. It's, it just makes me jittery. Yeah. And sometimes it can really like throw you off of you, yeah. you get some coffee in you. Right. So, yeah. Uh, um, so we're here to talk about disciples of Verity. Right. Uh, and for those of you who don't know who disciples of Verity are, uh, their front man is Corey Glover of living color. Um, Scott Corey Pierce from God forbid. George mm-hmm. Pond from Negative Sky, Mark and Zach from Second Skin. Yeah, how did this all start? I know you you were pretty busy with Living Color and your other projects as well. Yeah, I had a bunch of other things I was doing, and um, I was at the uh, NAM show, um, it's the North American Music uh, Merchants Convention in Anaheim, California, a couple of years ago. And you know, I've worked with George when he was in Second Skin. Um. And he said he's working on this project. He's wondering if I would do a couple songs. And I did one or two songs. And then he was like, I got more songs. You want to do those? He's like, yeah, we've got more songs. And then he was like, if this was to become something, would you, would you mind doing it? If it doesn't interfere with anything else I'm doing, it, sure. And it turned out to be a really, really good record. And, we made a bunch of songs, we did a bunch of videos, um, and finally we got it out there to, for people to see. And yeah, George is such a great, he's a producer as well, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a great producer. And uh, he plays a, a mean bass. I saw he was playing a Spectre bass in uh, mm. one of his photos, uh, rocking the the most recent uh, Disciples of Verity show with a nice little yeah. cap on and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you well, feel? The merch is what? incredible. All the merch is really good, and, and the and the vi- visuals are uh, incre- amazing to me. I, I absolutely, I'm looking forward to grabbing the shirt at, at some point in time. Hopefully, you guys come up here to Canada. Um, we'd love to come up to Canada. It, it, it's so cool because I get to hear you in a, a, a almost a different element uh, right, with every right. one of your projects. Uh, how do you? How do you like just? slam down some lyrics to a, a song or a, a genre that's completely different from what you're used to. Well, this is, you know, this basically scratches an, an, an itch I have, you know, I am, you know, I love Sepultura. I love Pantera. I love that kind of stuff. I, I, uh, you know, I love the prog metal kind of thing as well. And this sort of scratched that itch and gave me a chance to, to write about things that I don't normally write about and to really get to some more emotional issues in my head, you know? And you get to let it all out on stage too, right? Exactly. Exactly. We just had a show yesterday uh, in New Jersey and it was went really, really well. So I'm very happy about it. It's so cool. You guys have come such a long way with Living Color. Um, see, you're still collaborating with others. Um, it mm-hmm. can be quite difficult to to manage your timetables um, and your your schedules with other projects on the way, right? Yeah, it, it, it can be. But you, if, if it's something you feel good about and it makes you feel good doing, you'll make the time. You'll figure out what you need to do and where you need to be for it to work. Um, I did uh, a thing with George Lynch. A couple of years back, um, 
and Super that cool. was a lot, that was very fun. That was a lot of fun. You know, it gave me a chance to go out to LA, to California and work on this record, you know? So it gave me a chance to go leave my home. I live in, in New York and, you know, work in other environments and, and work with other people. You know, the more I work with other people, the more than all we all do, all of us in Living Color have other projects that we work on that are that for them i'm sure sort of gives them an opportunity to do something else that they wouldn't do in living color but we bring all that stuff back to the process of getting of making living color music and it's all it all helps it's all helps you know it's a it's a stew that we all sort of contribute to and, and the more experiences we have the more we have to contribute to that stew well, I, I fully agree. And it, it just, it all amps you up for the next uh, Living Color uh, record. Or um, how do you guys make your, your recordings? How, do you guys live far away from each other? Is it just scratch recordings or ideas? Or just walk we, in the room, there's a bed track? We have ideas. Um, Bernie and I have been working on some stuff for the new record that we're going to start working on next year. And so we have ideas that one person might bring in or two people or, or, or we get into a room and somebody, when we all start playing together and something comes out of it, that's usually how the better songs, better living color songs come come about when it's a real collaborative sort of effort. I just want to drop in there for a second and uh, mention that I had Derek day on my, my show as well. And uh, okay. he works with Vernon as well. Yeah. Uh, super yeah. cool kid. Awesome he's, he's really talented dude and yeah vernon is producing his new record and he's really really sings sings amazing really good guitar player really good songwriter actually which i really appreciate and like he when and the thing about what you want from a from a front man or from a songwriter is them for you to hear their truth when they're playing when they're doing it and derek definitely does that what, what, what makes a good song for you? That you hear the emotional core of it, um, that you're not phoning it in, that it, that whatever you're feeling, that's how I felt when I heard, you know, stuff like Bad Brains. It's like you knew that they were feeling and living that those songs. Um, so when you hear somebody being sincere with what they do, it makes all the difference in the world. I think it all comes down to honesty, right? Absolutely. What, you know, that, then that's what, that's what, you know, the disciples of Barry, the disciples of truth. That's what we, we try to try to get to the truth. And, and, and I find that in, in music today, there's so much that is so fabricated and fake about right. music. And when you go talk to children about their, their favorite musicians and, 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 and people they look up to, uh, yeah, they could be talented, but, the, the the emotion and then and the truth the true uh root of music is not there anymore they don't they don't respect it right yeah um, well I, 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 they respect it in their own way yes. you know i think <clears throat> i think that you are, are being old and you think oh my music was so much better back in the day but you know this is there, there was bubblegum then too that that was just sort of throwaway for some people it was throwaway music because it didn't have any it didn't have any center to it and then but the cream rises to the top so um 
you can listen to some of these hair metal bands from the 80s or the 90s and you're like, they weren't saying anything. They're talking about getting laid and talking about girls. Uh, some people want that. Some people want to talk about how they're feeling. And they, and they talk about that too. So there's something for everyone. What my problem with today's music is we're not hearing enough of the truth of somebody's emotional depth um, as much as we are hearing about let's have a good time. It's sort of, it's escapism rather than um, an honest telling of who and what you are. So you not, not never really get a chance to see who and what these people are. Do you agree that maybe it's the people writing for them that, you know, takes the emotion away because it's not really their song sometimes? Sometimes. I think, you know, sometimes songwriters write for the singer. Sometimes they just write the song. Sometimes they write the song for the band. Sometimes they write the song because they had this idea and this this particular group of people have are able to pull it off. But, you know... If you're not saying anything, it doesn't really matter, does it? No. It, 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 if you're saying something that rings true to you, you'll feel it, you know. And I—that's I, I, what I strive for as as a musician to look for to look for the truth. Performing in front of crowds, how does it feel to be back doing it again? It's fun, you know. It's you know, people are hungry. I should say, for live performances, because there's something about the visceral impact of actually feeling the drums and feeling the bass and feeling and being in front of somebody as they are performing the song. That's very different than listening to it on the radio or in your headphones or, you know, you're on the on the train and you're bopping your head to something. It's a completely different animal. You're you're completely like multi-talented. I mean, you've acted in, in the films before too, uh, yeah. hosted a few shows on VH1. I did um, some that I didn't realize was actually you, um, and uh, it, it's so cool because to expand expand your spectrum, you know, to, to right. broaden your horizons, it must be kind of refreshing because you can go into those situations. Um, obviously, there are people who deal with a lot of nerves. I know you're probably sometimes nervous about new opportunities. Always, uh, yeah. But for someone who's performed in front of thousands of people, it might it could be a bit easier for you, right? No, no. You know, you get the the minute just before you go on, you, I get a lot of nerve, a lot, I get a lot of nervous energy, and it's you have to deal with that as you go out. Like I said, I have ADHD and 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 uh, ADD, and you know, you're trying to figure out how to focus that energy in a particular place. And if you're not there, if I've had a lot of coffee, you know, uh, I can't do that. So you might need to go for a run or do a backflip before you get up on stage. Just, you know, just, just folk, try to figure out how to focus, focus on one thing. Look at, look, it, look above the audience's head, look into that microphone, look at your fellow bandmates who will often help you out. In, in their using using their strength to get things done. Uh, Living Colors song called the Personality. I I'm happy to see CM Punk back at it, and uh, yeah. what a surreal moment to have your song blast over those speakers once again uh, as part it's, of his main entrance. Eh? It's funny when when he first when he 
we had heard he was going to AEW and and I was like, hmm, does that mean? Is that is that happening? And I called him and he was like, yeah, it's gonna happen. And when his that when I saw that show and uh, uh, I saw a video of the show and the sea was like it was like seven eight thousand people all singing the words to the song, um, in unison, loud. It was very heartwarming. It was one of those moments where you know the hair stands up on the back of your head. Absolutely. Uh, just, just watching it happen because it doesn't happen in wrestling uh, too often anymore, right? Because it's not yeah. what it used to be. And people have been like chanting and craving to see CM Punk once again. And it happened. And I just remember watching that video over and over again. Yeah. How and, crazy people were. And he's, and he's loving it and he's doing really well with it. Um, I know he tried to do the MMA thing for a minute and that really wasn't his vibe, you know, it's it, it um and I think he's in his element now. He really is. Um I don't know how much wrestling he's gonna do, but he's a good character for that. He's a he's a good person to be in that kind of environment. And he helps out the younger talent by wrestling them and and uh doing things that he wasn't able to do uh back when he was at the other promotion. Absolutely. Um, you've got this will be the seventh studio album you guys are about to go work on next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, what's different about this, these new songs? Uh, could you tell us any, any clues or. I can't give you much clues as to what this is, but there is a story connected to it. If there is there, uh, hopefully um, what we are attempting to do, what we, what we want to attempt to do is going to be unprecedented for us at least in a real way. So we'll see how it works itself out, but I can't give you many clues to that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like how do things gel after all this time? Like, can you get back in the room at any moment? And then just like, we play a lot. So we're around each other constantly. Um, we just got back from Mexico, from Cancun, Mexico. We were doing a, uh, an eighties festival. Um, in Cancun, and we played at uh, Shaky Knees in Atlanta uh, the week the weekend before this, and we were out with uh, the Summerland tour in North America, uh, and mostly in the Midwest with uh, Weedus and Hoobastank and Everclear, which was that was a lot of fun. So we spent the summer doing that, and you know that was our sort of introduction back into the world of live music. What did you do? What did you do when you couldn't play uh, live? Stayed right where I am right now, um, and you know, I did a lot of sessions from here. Um, if people called at me and wanted me to sing on something, I plug in the microphone, and there it is, and get to work. You know, I did a lot of songwriting. Um, you know. The Disciples of Verity stuff kept me very busy. Um, we did a bunch of... We we made a lot of plans. Living Color did. And, you know, there was a, there was a big plan for uh, Disciples of Verity to go out and get some work done. So I've been pretty busy. I've been working with other people as well. Um, and collaborating with the other folks and 
just keeping myself busy, even during the even during the whole pandemic, even, particularly during the lockdown, I was in 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 this room doing a lot of recording. It's good that you kept yourself sane. Um, Absolutely. Well, you know, I had to. It's, it's, you know, I, I have a lot of people depending on me and I have to remember that. Absolutely. I, I want to ask you as a band that's traveled the world, mm-hmm. where's your favorite spot? Don't have one. Home. No. My favorite spot is being at home, actually. Yeah. You know, um, I enjoy going out, you know, Cancun, Mexico was beautiful this weekend and it was a lot of fun. I had a whole bunch of, you know, met a great, some great people, people I haven't seen in a long time. It was fun. Um, but there's nothing like going home, like coming home and sleeping in your own bed. Well, what's a tour schedule, like an evening on tour for a living color like? Do you have to, like, say, let's take it from the, the night before you have a show, you have to go to a different city. Mm-hmm. Um, are you resting on the bus? Are you, if you were Always. to fly, fly somewhere else, like, how does it, like, if how much sleep do you usually on get? The bus, on the bus, I get lots of sleep, and that's very, very important. And, you know, for a singer, you know, the more rested you are, the better your sound. Yeah. Um, and the more rested you are, the more your mind is ready to accept the things that you're about to do and your body as well. Um, flying is a little more difficult, particularly if you're flying into a show. If you get like, we were, um, while we were on the Summerland tour, we did Riot Fest in Chicago. So we got off the, the tour, we had a day off on the tour. We got on a plane and flew into Chicago basically the night before the show, the night of the show the day of the show and did the sh- did two shows. We did one show at Riot Fest and then we did a show offsite in the Chicagoland area. And then the next day you get back on the back on a plane and get back on the tour. So it can weigh you out. It can weigh you down. What are some things that help you relax if you're in those stressful moments? Music. Sometimes I just like you you put on the headphones and you listen to music or you listen to podcasts or you find a good book to read or, you know, from like first half of the uh, Summerland tour, I had my kids with me, my sons with me, who was 15 and 16 at the time. And that was fun to have them. Is that like to have your, have your family near you during those, during those times. And, you know, we're close knit group, the the four of us as well. So we like, despite playing with each other, we kind of dig hanging out with each other. That's always good. After yeah. All this time. yeah it's, it's hard when, you know, some, there's some bands when, you know, you, you know, the bass player and, and the drummer don't get along, and, but they get along when they play, but they don't get along it during the day. So it's, it, we're very fortunate that that's not the case in this, in this era scenario. I feel like Oasis pops into my mind every time somebody says argue on stage and, you know, mm-hmm. Oasis, uh, the kinks, all of that stuff, you know, it's usually, and it's family. Cause you know, they, they, they are actually family. So that kind of thing happens, you know, there's some funny arguments you can look up on YouTube, uh, yeah. but it happens, right? You, it's, yeah, you're it stressed out, you're, you're, you're flying, you're traveling. It's just mm-hmm. always uh, almost on a schedule for you. Um, right. Yeah, do you eat healthy on tour? What's it like eating on tour? 
eating is you, you try to be as healthy as you possibly can. You know, the pr only problem is, is that you eat late at night and that's not good. You know, eat before you go to bed. That's not a very good thing to do. But you try to be as healthy as you possibly can. I am a major advocate of juicing. I am a major advocate of preparing food for yourself so you know exactly how much you're getting and what you're getting and what you're putting into yourself at any given point in time. So I've no I'm known to bring my juicer with me. I've known to bring my a rice cooker with me so I can steam vegetables and I can do that kind of stuff. But you know but what you find out now is that we've become such a food culture culture here in North America that you can find just about anything. Um, you know, there are vegetarian options everywhere. There are vegan options. There are, you know, pescatarian options. There, everywhere you go, you can find it. So as a person who's watching out uh, how, how they eat on tour and the, and how they take care of themselves, you have a, mm -hmm. a killer voice. You want to make sure your voice uh, is at the top notch every evening that you sing. Absolutely. What do you do to take care of your vocals and make sure they don't, uh, you know, deteriorate or you know you hurt them yeah the best thing you can do is rest sleeping is amazing for singers you know because you rest your you're resting all of the stuff that you're going to then at some point really stretch to its limits the other thing that you do is exercise and that's physical exercise and as well as vocal exercises that really help um my advice to most singers on the road is carry a jump rope. It's the wow. easiest, most efficient way to keep your body in, in tune and ready to go. Um, and it's cheap. It's a, it's a $12 piece of rope that you could, that you can use just before you go on. You can use during the day. You can use it at any point in time. And it's a great aerobic exercise because you're trying to, Strengthen your strengthen your breath during this whole this whole thing, so that your body is ready is ready and prepared to do whatever it needs to do when it when it needs to do it. Yeah, you know, like the working out thing does ring a bell for a lot of people. It actually clears your mind. It helps you get ready. Uh, obviously, going up on stage, you have all these nerves. Like being on stage, you, your your heart's pounding. You're right. got the adrenaline flowing. You want to make sure you're stretched out. You're warmed up. Right, and you, you can give the, the the crowd that emotion it needs to push back on you. You know, right. um, you guys, you guys plan like when you guys plan a set. Um, I know there's a lot of choreography that goes into some performances. Are you guys one of those bands as well? Yeah, not at all. You know, it's you know, it's as it as it occurs, and whatever emotion that comes up as it occurs, it's it, it happens. And sometimes you get lost in it, and, and sometimes you're hyper focused on on certain things. You know, there are a lot of songs, particularly. Um, the, well, with Living Color, it's songs that we've done forever. We've done, you know, we've got a over 30 year history of music. And to recall the emotions that some of these songs sort of bring up, including a song like Cult of Personality, it's, you have, there are subtleties and nuances to it that you might not have heard the first 400 times you did it. Um, with Disciples of Verity, these are relatively new, so you're still working out where you're where you're taking your feelings and where you're going to get to at the end of doing it. 
um, and what revelations you're going to find out about yourself as you're doing it. That's fantastic. Corey, thank you so much. Anytime. Disciples of Verity, fairly new on the scene. You can check out the record on all streaming platforms. Pragmatic Sanction is the record. Absolutely. Um, he's the ultimate front man. Uh, this gels so good with Disciples of Verity. Yeah. Um, at first, you know, when I was reading the press release, I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. And then, right, uh, right, 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 right. You know, I, you know, I've, I've done a bunch of different kind of gigs. Like I've had the living color gig is all is, is it for me. Um, I worked with Galactic, a jam band out of New Orleans. And so I had a funk band that I was re- that I was working with. This Galactic is a really good funk band. You know, I have a metal band that I've worked that, with Disciples of Verity to a, to a large degree that, I'm, you know, <clears throat> so I get to do all kinds of things and it's very helpful. It helps me out. It's my therapy. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you.